Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. The Lighthouse. Hello and welcome to a very prestigious episode of the Lodgecast. I'm your Lodgecast. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Arr. Brother Lucas in the back. Ahoy there. And again, you wanted him. You demanded him. He's here again, Brother Zach. You're going to be so sick of me by the end of this prestige season. There is no, no chance. There is no chance we're going to be sick of you. You are our soothsayer, Gandalf. I just want to say, guiding us on this fellowship. I just want to say, we were here not so long ago, a matter of days, I believe, when a number of gentlemen in this car said <laughs> oh. there was going to be a lifetime ban. It's so sad. On the arc light. It's so sad. And, and we're back. And here we are. Uh, we're back. Your ban on the arc light <laughs> lasted about as long as Trump hosting the G7 at Doral. It is It's so a bold promise sad. you are never uh, going to keep. So true. You just wanted to float uh. it out there and see how long you could get away this with it. This is it. Humble pie. This is the last one. The I'm lighthouse humble. is it. Oh, lighthouse why, why did they get the the green the green light on getting the movie before everyone in the entire city? They get it a that's week what before they do. It some back room dealings, man. Yeah. Listen, AMC's going to get it in a week, but can't uh, wait that long, uh, man. There's spoilers galore. I just want to go on record saying there was a, a very major online publication whose so critic put something in the headline, clickbait headline, that gave away to me what I felt was crucial character action that like I would rather have discovered in the in the moment. That's really sad. I I hate that they did that. I I however didn't even watch the trailer for this. Oh, for my God. How did you not see you. it? They You're so people. lucky. You guys were throwing it at me. The internet was throwing it at me. I didn't see shit. Mm. All I know is he says, why just spill your beans? To, see, to me, that's a spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> All I know is that it's black and white. It's got Willem. It's got Pattinson. That's it. It's got a lighthouse, maybe. Robert Some Eggers. Shanties. Robert Eggers directed my number one favorite movie of 2016, wow. which was The Vich. See, um, see, I would imagine that you would have burned the witch at the stake. That was a four-bone masterpiece. What? I was riveted on the edge of my seat, left uh, just absolutely gobsmacked. See, the, the, hype, the hype machine for me did that one in. I was not completely impressed by it. I was interested. I was I, intrigued. I was thoroughly impressed. I wouldn't go as far as yeah. four bones, but it was really... Um, a really ambitious and well, and and comp like just tightly made first film. I'd break it off. Beautifully a three. realized. I'd yeah, break yeah, it off yeah. A three. Yeah, yeah easily I'd... a three with a very memorable ending. Maybe yeah. making it a three and a half. Very confident, assured director who like knows what he's doing. This you know, is true. You're in capable hands. This yeah, is true. I did enjoy the witch. I saw it in AMC Torrance Ooh. with brother Seth and sister Lucy. And the the theater infamously turned on the film 
What? Down in Torrance. Be- it was. Be- they wanted more. They were booing it. They were. Did they well, start they, booing? They wanted some jump scares, and they weren't oh, getting it. No. And one oh, guy yeah, started no. muttering, oh, and no. and then the it whole can be a house of cards. the whole yeah, oh. it, was, it was just uh, yeah, and it's so like that virus. did color my my viewing, but I. I still was pushing against that, and I, I did enjoy it. And, and definitely you didn't take it. up with the pitchforks. No, and the yelling? no, I, no. I was enjoying it throughout, but okay. It's the delicate dance of how do you market a art film that is also a horror film, right? How do you market it to it's get hard. people in there? But then once they're in there, you know, this is a different kind of a movie, and and. People these days are really conditioned with some very quick, immediate entertainment. And and for a slower unraveling of an onion, it's tough. I don't think the Arclight crowd is going to have that problem. No, we will not. <laughs> no, no, we're, <laughs> we're not I'm ready for a shanty. I'm ready for hall. some sailor tales. <laughs> some barnacles. Some barnacles. I mean, this is right up my alley. Zach, you yeah. have been talking about this movie, and specifically being on this episode yes. for as long as I can remember. This is the start of the prestige gauntlet, as far as I'm concerned. We launch cast is... Going right down the chute of prestige season. I'm front row center. And, uh, for it. We're, mean, we're gaining momentum. This is we're my ready. probably number one most excited film Jesus. of the year to see, just because wow. of the witch. Like wow. this is his sophomore wow. sophomore effort. His Lucas, follow up. I had no idea. This, this is his boogie nights. You know, this is his Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Like he really. I mean, he's taking a big, big risk with the aesthetic alone. It's black and white. Let, let's see how it pays. I believe off. it's four by three. Yep. Too. Oh I wow. Be, yep. Yeah, oh let's wow. See how it pays yeah. off. Let's see how it works. Okay. Well, the less we know, the better going in. We're going to uh, light up that lighthouse and uh, take a deep whiff of that salty air. We're going to let you know how this prestige season is kicking off, y'all. Darcy blows. Can't swim, so I took a boat to an island so remote. Only Johnny Depp has ever been to it before. I stayed there till the air was clear. A foul wind has blown us back from our post at the lighthouse. Have we all survived? How long Arr. have we been on this roof? <laughs> oh my god. We've already been in full in full shanty talk. Three months. <laughs> Brother Bishki, before we get too much into this. Bishki! What's that shot? From a rotten tomatoes. From Robert Eggers, the visionary filmmaker behind modern horror masterpiece The Witch, comes this hypnotic and hallucinatory excuse me, hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. 
That's it? That's all, folks. (laughs) Oh, wow. For the uninitiated, venture no more further. Yes. Lest ye spoil the experience. Spoiled. You don't want to listen to this uh, if you have any inkling to see this film. If you if you are aware of the lighthouse and you're like, ooh, that looks interesting, just shut this off. Just save it. Save it for a rainy day. This is one of those rainy day episodes. Because I mean, wow. Not not knowing anything going into this, what a treat. And I might say, before we get into anything, that was the briniest motion picture I have ever witnessed. <laughs> oh my. You could taste the salt on that celluloid, my yeah. friend. You could. I mean, I feel like, Zach, this had every everything that you went in craving, this delivered and then some. I mean... 100%. You got sea shanties. You got salty talk. You got... Just maritime coming out your ears. So just, much maritime yeah. porn. Yeah. I mean, we've got a immaculately constructed maritime fairy tale horror story, basically, nightmare and uh, yeah, you have he's he's calling upon you know the shanties, the the folk songs, just the look of the um, of the lighthouse and the property on this rock itself. It's gorgeous. It yeah. is. It it. I feel like it. It is. It is black and white, and it is four three aspect ratio, and pretty much every frame of the movie you could frame and put on your wall That's right. like it just amazing looking movie i love yeah. frame a painting i love how he keeps the lighthouse itself in the background of many of the shots sure and how even if when a shot might be static or you know whatnot the framing is so dynamic and then you also have you know, re- constant rain and wind and gulls flying menacingly overhead. There's always something dynamic happening within the frame. And the four just three, the four three aspect ratio made things feel like it made the framing fit the tallness of the lighthouse better mm. than than the widescreen might have. And almost to the point where, if this were shot in uh, vertical mode. On like a on like a phone, <laughs> like think of the things that could be done with that lighthouse in the yeah. frame. But so, someday we'll get a vertical feature. We're but definitely, not quite, yeah. definitely within within a year. Yeah, I, I would say. But you're making f- me stomach turn <laughs> with all this sorry. talk of vertical framing. <laughs> sorry about Arr. that. I I sir, but the four three really did add to the spectacle of it. it I, really, I felt I felt yeah, it also added to the claustrophobia oh, yes, of, yes. of being trapped on the rock because as soon as they uh, get into the lighthouse, or as soon as Robert Pattinson lands in the opening, there's just him kind of coming into the ground floor kitchen and like lighting a cigarette, and it's like you're just there. You're like, there. Yeah, it just feels like oh man, you this feel is, the this, confines. This is home. It kind of felt like a prison. Like yeah, he was just landing at this like solitary confinement jailhouse, but not. Now, um, now, Bishke, you were seated a few seats away from us, so we couldn't we couldn't properly look after you. Yeah, yeah. What I, I was what, having what were, my own what, experience. What were you up to? No, I, I, um, you know, I knew this from the trailer. I knew the style was going to be off the charts in terms of the the visuals that he, he was able to compose, and it was it was a little in the beginning. It was it was a little slow going. And well, in the beginning, it's business as cause usual because it's, it's it's just just them working working on this island. What did you um, think of Willem? 
Willem, I always love, and I loved him here. Pattinson, I think he's got his moments, and I think he's got, <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's younger actors or actors his age that maybe could have topped his performance. You think? I, he, I mean, he, I, I agree with Bishke. He's got the look. He definitely but when he has the look. Talking, yeah. I was like, "What fucking accent is well, he trying to Brit do?" Well, he's a trying to do uh, either Boston or. But he didn't have a handle on it, and at it's first, New England it, it threw me, and I was like, "Whoa, dude! Like, you got to stick to whatever you're doing because <laughs> it felt like it was wildly fluctuating, at least in the early going." For but he's me. there to play. He's, he's trying. He's, he's yeah. game. He's, he's game. game. And, and you yeah. know, you know, uh, we get maybe the first five to seven minutes of getting settled in with not a word of dialogue just but i i wanted to say yes it is slow but i found it incredibly foreboding and ominous and i was very i was pretty gripped because the whole it's like even when you're watching pattinson do these chores you see that seagull immediately guarding a one-eyed seagull yeah that one-eyed he's taunting him and you know okay this is a problem for Pattinson from the jump. <laughs> this guy, this the bird is pecking at his window, and and Defoe warns at him. him. He said, "What is it? The, what is the warning?" He says to him, "Never He's, kill a gull." Yeah, never. Yeah, and <laughs> because they hold the spirits of sailors who have met their maker. Right, yeah. that's revealed later. That's why you never torment or kill a gull. Yeah, and that gull is tormenting Pattinson, and we also know it's like it's. I, I mean, saw this... you sparring with a gull. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is the it is a literal two hander. It's just these two guys, and so you know we're going to find out backstory and more about um, you know who Pattinson is replacing as the junior on the rock and why Defoe. It's so won't, salty. Yeah, yeah. Why he's so salty? Why he won't let him <laughs> up into the lighthouse? You know, how did Pattinson end up in this position? What's he running from to end up on this solitude uh, scenario? Not exactly a glamorous job. Um, what this movie will be remembered for, other than its striking look, is Willem Dafoe having a nineteen-course meal. Yeah, just chewing his role. To the ground, mm-hmm. he is in his yeah, element. He's like the glue that holds it together. Oh my I mean, god! He really, Masterful. There was, there was no dialogue, and it was just Defoe's face. That yeah. would be enough. It would be Absolutely. enough. Like he really just. And was, they light him a candle from below. Oh, I love the lighting. Love oh my! That, that, I think we're thinking of the same shot. It's about. Um, is it in the middle? Maybe like ha- more than halfway through, and he's doing that very long but building. Amazing. Uh, curse monologue Amazing. and he's oh, lit from God. below yeah, yeah that was incredible that was the audition that, scene even and though he didn't audition the they, 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 yeah they offered it to him but still like <laughs> yeah. that monologue if Oscar clips it, could be three minutes long oh, yeah, it's yeah. actually pretty amazing dramatically because it, it's it's you know I feel like the emotional climax of the film where mm. Defoe essentially puts a curse on him he curses like, him like yeah. it's pretty serious and, and even Pattinson's character through the whole film is kind of Jaded and cynical, and all oh, their tall tales. I don't believe it. It's tall tales. And Defoe even like smacks someone because he's so superstitious. But when Defoe unleashes the fury of of uh, the, the 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 past or whatever sailor, you know, sea curse he spouts. Like Pattinson kind of tries to walk back. Like you know, I, I didn't mean. What I do I said. enjoy your cooking. Yeah, and and yeah. it's kind of like played for laughs a little bit. But like at the same time, it's, it's like dude, dude, it's so yeah, just like oh man, so, you just know what and, he said is gonna come true. Yeah. And how we got here is you know I think a few important things yes. to lay the ground. The plot's for. pretty spare, pretty spare. But he he finds instantly. 
when he lands, he finds that mermaid totem yes. in his bed yes. from the man and, previous. And, and, and he learns yeah. about the man previous who lost his mind having visions of merfolk. Merfolk. And, uh, Hashtag merfolk. And, you know, what else do we learn about the guy going crazy and... and, and and he died, and that the light was their salvation. That the lighthouse somehow, right? They needed to like become one with or something. And there, and it's it's heavily suggested that you know because Willem won't let the junior up into the light portion of the lighthouse, that he's up there drawing power from it. He, right. he's been seen naked up there, <laughs> moaning, it, but dripping but, fluid. But there is, but there is a very striking <laughs> visual image in the first half, like in the first act like after he finds a totem i can't remember what precedes it but all of a sudden he hears something pattinson and he's walking outside at night towards the sea and you don't know if he's dreaming or if it's really happening but he sees some driftwood or some logs like floating in the water i think like i'm not even sure but amongst the logs is this body floating face down and we don't know if it's the junior lighthouse keeper or who or whatever it is but as pattinson walks like into the sea closer and closer until he's so deep he's submerged it's it's the shot of a mermaid swimming underwater yeah. i mean it's pretty i sat i sat forward in my chair i'm I like is this, is this a mermaid film yeah are we I, in a mermaid I, oh film? it is i saw mm-hmm. mermaid on the poster on the one sheet but i didn't know if it was going to be you know a literal but when i was yeah. when i found myself to be really like really locked in was there there's a lot of talk of merfolk there's a lot of talk of sirens and I believe in an effort to protect himself from their wiles before he goes out wandering, Pattinson masturbates. Mm. And it's a very work. That was what was spoiled for me, by the way. That it's... was the headline. Pattinson <laughs> masturbates in the beginning of the lighthouse. Oh, go that see was, it. That was the Twitter thing? Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I couldn't even scroll past it. It's it okay. just, I, I'm just... not too upset That's about it. That's not bad. Now. But that I mean, was yeah. quiet, quietly one of my favorite parts of the film, just because. He was very workmanlike about it. It He's was very not functional. A, a drop of drink for the f- the full month that they're working. You know, he's trying to he's do. He's playing it straight. He's playing it straight. And he doesn't want to get he doesn't wooed wanna... by any merfolk. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to lose his, himself. He doesn't <laughs> fully trust Defoe. You know, he's suspicious. Uh, who would? Exactly. But then when they're supposed to go home, the day that they're supposed to leave, finally... There's like some sludge in the cistern. He goes and mm. finds a dead gull, and then he tries to go like get it out of there, and then the the one-eyed, one-eyed gull, gull, returns. gull returns and starts trying to attack him. Like back the fuck up, Pattinson loses it, and in one shot, in a oneer, he just beats goes incredible Hulk on <laughs> that gull, incredibly violently beats the gull to death. Wait, was that? I mean, a gull got killed. I, no, I, I don't no? think so. Okay, they, but they, they, they did a good job okay. of it. I they thought. did a good. It looked really did a damn good job. Really real. Yeah. And then that's when everything turns. The wind turns. Mm-hmm. Great shot, uh, craning up the full extent of the lighthouse. Do you see the uh, the what do you call the um, the weather vane? The weather, weather vane, vane sharply yeah. turns exactly. That was and very ominous. The storm. Defoe lets him know there's a storm coming. <laughs> a northeastern <laughs> blowing. Yeah, a northeaster, and then or and, the windows batting the hatches, and, and then <laughs> um, and then the drink starts flowing. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. and so the ship does not come. I wanted to drink along with them, these, and then time starts drink, to get. These two uh, drink wh- so heavily, and they have such. 
They start singing. They start dancing. They have a barn burner every night. They dance together. I loved the editing that took us through their parties in the evening where there would be dancing, just just frenetic, just passionate dancing, cut with slow dancing. They get a little romantic. They miss a human touch. Right. And then they're fighting. They're fighting. And yeah. then they're cradling each other in their in their arms. It's like yeah, the whole it's the whole like uh relationship experience like at a macro It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's it was, amazing. I thought a brilliant job in those yeah. in those sequences. I thought it was kind of fundamentally a bad roommate situation. Like uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. it was it was like every nightmare situation you've had with a roommate or Just cranked up or, and kind of like what you've imagined you want to do to to your roommate at certain times what they want to do to you it's and it's, it's kind of cool because he took like the premise of the shining but like said what if wendy torrance was just needling jack so fucking hard that like you know jack finally did snap i was waiting know? for the shining to come up same mm. aspect yeah, ratio for sure and a we similar line where he's like tears to four miserable weeks or i yeah. almost yeah. said that yeah it's and a homage for sure and we have an axe pursuit definitely right. yeah, yeah definitely there's a lot of shining going the, the on. lady in the bathtub is kind of like the mermaid in a way you know and so defoe let's... will keep saying um to pattinson like you'll see defoe do something crazy and then defoe will tell pattinson that he did that Yes. Right. And so you start to wonder. Classic gaslight, yeah. Yeah, if or, you're or, being gaslit as well as Pat. And they're drinking or, gas. Oh, they're yeah. literally drinking fuel. <laughs> they run, you start to go a little Freddy loopy. Quell. They them, run yeah. out of proper alcohol. As if as if the initial alcohol they were drinking was anything very refined. Right. They start, uh, do they add honey to the kerosene something or something? to dilute it. Yeah. yeah, it had to have been honey or something. And there's a great moment it. where Pattinson samples it. Give some, give some to Defoe, and then they both realize they're getting drunk, and they just, <laughs> they just they start howl, screaming. Man. Yeah, they howl. So let's talk about when Pattinson, quote-unquote, for real, discovers a mermaid in the rocks. I believe, am I correct in thinking this is your dragon? I think here be dragon is be the salad dragon. Summon the salad dragon from <laughs> the depths of the Release salty the salad sea. Dragon. Release him! Alright, alright. Hey, the salad dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> Okay, so who wants to set this up? Bishki, go for it. Uh, okay, so uh, somebody else do it. Tis another masturbation what was the, scene. What, yeah, what was the scene preceding it? Is he is Pattinson asleep, or or you know he's doing chores? No, he's got the wheelbarrow. There's a really cool shot of a bottle of booze in the yeah, wheelbarrow. Beautiful shot. Like like getting drowned by the rain. And then out of the corner of his eye, he sees someone or something, something in, in a kelp bed, like on the shore, like on the rocks. And he and he goes over to investigate. And the closer he gets, he sees that it's a woman, completely covered in seaweed. Her face is covered. Gets right up over her, you know. And his hand starts at her head, and he's taking some of the seaweed off her face. It's she looks kind of like Laura Palmer, a beautiful Laurel Palmer, yeah, girl in her twenties. And then his hand kind of travels down. <laughs> her torso and she's topless but instead of you know seeing her 
breasts, he sees like what appear to be gills, like on the side of her rib cage, like on the side of her body. And then his hands start shaking because he's starting to panic a little bit. Like, what am I finding here? It goes down <laughs> a little further. But also aroused, I think. He's, as well. he's yeah. into it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. yeah he and, likes and then what his he hand sees. goes down further, and instead of a waist or, or legs, there are gills. We got and, scales. And a fin. And, and then it cuts back to the, the mermaid's face, and she's laughing. Like and kind of screaming like, like the gull. Like hysterically. But then the sound cuts in and she's screaming like a siren or like a gull. And Pattinson loses it. He loses his shit. And he's running away from her. But it's kind of clumsy because it's wet and there are rocks and you can't really run fast. So it's kind of this weird slow motion run where he's, you know, it's in real time. But, like, he's not running away like you would think. And it's just kind of surreal and just, like, chaotic. Well, is that the sequence where... Where Defoe is got shells all over him, or am I thinking that's a, a different, different one? That's later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's a, this this film is swimming with aquatic salad dragons. So. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot. I mean, I thought the seagull getting killed was a salad dragon. It I was. Mean, but, there but, are yeah. so many. Yeah. There are so but, many. But we return to that mermaid when when he's masturbating and he's holding this the mermaid totem. Yes, well, yeah. he's and looking then, at the totem, thinking thinking about the mermaid, yes. and then we see we then we see. Him going to town, and we see mermaid vagina. We do, we do, yeah, and it looks do. like a George O'Keefe painting. It does, yeah, it I does. Mean, I was getting major flashbacks to High Life. Pattinson, <laughs> yeah, Pattinson, Pattinson's doing, been through it, doing two, <laughs> two indie films heavily involved in liquids, yes. and, and this one uh, had and vigorous li- masturbation, and vigorous masturbation, and this one had liquids uh, all over, uh, dripping down from the. Lighthouse with the foe, and then yes. there was like an octopus up there with them or something. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. Know. There's some Jacob's Ladder imagery. The second yeah. half no of the idea. movie, you don't know what's real. Yeah, and you just—it doesn't really matter. I mean, you just know that you are in it with these boys. There's Def- and Defoe kind of. You're flashing between the mermaid, Defoe as Triton, and 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 and, and like with tentacles oh. swirling around Pattinson's head and. The face, I believe, of the of the boy that Pattinson killed back in his past. In his past, that which he's running away. Defoe from. does not want does not want him to spill the beans. He doesn't want to know that. Don't spill the beans, boy. He doesn't want to know his past because then he gets wrapped up in his madness. Right. And I'd say the last third of it is just Pattinson on the verge of homicide. Just yeah. about, he's, he's always about to kill Defoe. He's he's trying to get his keys so he can and, look at and, his log. And we're and we're leaving out like just how insufferable Defoe is as a character. I mean, he opens with him pissing and farting, and it kind of sets the precedent. With there his is more flagellance. There is like, more flagellance in this film than there has been in maybe the last three years of, of uh, fart comedies. <laughs> like, yeah. But what I like about it is it's not like a Todd Phillips movie where like a no. fart would be the a punchline. It's Analyze more, it. Yeah, well, it's just more, <laughs> it's like what Bishke's saying. It's, it's, Disrespect. it's the roommate who every sound they make, every smell they make, every move starts to get under your skin. Pattinson because has you, a yeah. great monologue about that. Yes. Yes. Because yes. you're spending 
weeks on end with no one else but this person in close proximity in the same room, oh. you just start to lose your mind where everything they do is like a knife under your skin, you know? Mm -hmm. like, I like And it's I your like boss, this. too. So it's like if you fuck up, he's going to dock your pay, you know? He's just got, right. he's lording over him. you. I yeah, like this roommate uh, slash boss parable that we have going on here. Yeah, I think the, it's really locked the in. The Pattinson monologue, which is his audition scene where he just <laughs> oh, lays so into good. It is mainly about the smell. Yeah. 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 And with that. Yeah. With smell that, like chism in it. And with that Boston accent, he's like, and your farts. Your farts. Your farts. Your farts. And I think the audience reaction to it was there was a little bit of giggling at that point. Sure. But it was, I think everyone was so like speechless and terrified that that's yeah. what I mean. We're not even, we're not laughing about farts no. No. at that point. Yeah. It's just like we're waiting for him to snap. Even further, and and well, he is snapping, and we're waiting for that to turn into homicide and violence. Yeah, so, and it does. And oh, it no, does. No, it sure does. <laughs> oh, indeed. Don't you believe? So it. I don't think. Uh, listen, I don't think we need to go into the specifics of how it does, because if anybody's still listening, if anybody thinks they're tough and they're like, oh, "I'll see it," we'll just leave the end for you. It's special. Yeah. yeah. It 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 fits with the tone. It's a very striking image. I mean, he creates these images, you know, that I've never seen before. It feels like a dream. It feels like we all have the same dream. A, at fever, the same... a fever dream, a hallucinatory experience, like a, yeah. a definite bad acid trip. Um, and I felt even more in, like, enmeshed in the atmosphere with this than I did with The Witch. Mm. The bitch. Agreed. Like, yeah. I mean, look, the the aesthetic of the 4-3 black and white, it really felt like... You can't we, fuck with it. We went back in time on a time machine and, and in credits... You know, Robert Eggers gives a special credit to like Herman Melville, Lighthouse Journals, Innkeepers, and then he he name check a woman, Sarah Ann Brian. I forget I forget the exact name, but I'm assuming she was an historian or someone who's really pieced together a lot of those. It felt of, authentic. Yeah, I mean, it felt like and Defoe is there to play. Yeah, and it felt like you just went back in time, and yeah. that's such a rare hard thing to pull off. Completely I mean, got lost in that world because that they you, you yeah you forget like when Pattinson's like you know in those silent smoldering close-ups like you forget it's him like he's right. he does like half his scenes in the first half with like a lit cigarette in his mouth which is so impressive just because a you don't ever see smoking in movies anymore and b it just adds that level of verisimilitude and authenticity where it's like yeah these fuckers were salty as fuck and they'd be like lifting heavy shit with like a lit cig in their mouth breathing in you know there's a lot of smoke. physical labor that yeah, he performs like yeah. coal you know like shoveling coal into a furnace or carrying a huge drum of oil it, up a spiral you know stair staircase I got married to drag at a it lighthouse. back down I got married at a lighthouse yeah, and I read did. a little history about that lighthouse and the people that worked at the lighthouse and stayed there, it was a really hard life. And I think you saw in, in the tasks that he did, lugging that fucking oil oh, uh, yeah. jug you feel up, it. Brutal. up all the way up those flights of stairs to the top. And like, yeah, just a lot of hard, hard work. And uh, yeah. Not a lot of creature comforts. Exactly. No. And you felt it. You felt 100% immersed in this life and in the headspace of the people um, that were there, and I, I root know. for Robert Pattinson. You Me know, too. like I know that he's not—he's not the seasoned sea dog that Willem Dafoe is uh, in the acting department. But 
you know what? He's there. He's doing it. He's got good taste. He's holding his own. He's he's continuing to atone properly for the Twilight quadrilogy. Until he plays Batman. Until he plays the <laughs> Batman. Gonna, I was thinking about his Batman dialect. Is he going to have like a Gotham City accent? Or I do I think he should stay away from, uh, from New England. <laughs> no, New England's hard for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're British. And, and the thing that threw me was I didn't interpret this as on an American film, although I guess in the very beginning when he gets dropped off, there's like a shot of the boat that says USS something on it. But Probably because like, it just looks like a Bergman movie. You but don't yeah. expect it so, to be. So when Pattinson started talking, I was like, oh, wait a second, there's supposed to be America? I didn't know. Like, I just wasn't clear on like where we were. I but... like that it doesn't tell you shit. I, yeah. I appreciate like, that. I didn't yeah. like that it gave us the year in the schnapps. Yeah, leave the I, year I, out. I, the movie never I gives the year. No, no, it no. doesn't. And I, I had no idea if it was eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred because you. Or really... if they were cosplaying in two thousand nineteen. There were <laughs> yeah. there were a few uh, salty hipsters in that crowd that uh, could have stepped in for Defoe in uh, in a pinch. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of uh, of lighthouse envy, you know, in this in this day and age. Like, I mm. think people really. Up until the point where they really had to live that life, I think a lot of people ro- romanticize, you know, maybe an Airbnb weekend. Yeah, <laughs> many bearded, many bearded folks will be like, "Damn, I wish I could go back." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, an interesting setting, and I can't believe it's taken us this long to get a movie complete. Oh, I guess there was, there was a couple other like drama romances, like the space between us or whatever that. Um, uh, between the light between oceans. The, the light or... between oceans, yeah, which <laughs> no one saw, but <laughs> so. but but um, but this this is a singular movie, and this is a singular vision, and yeah, it feels like it should be part of a grand tradition of lighthouse films. But may know, they begin. May they begin now. Yeah. Let's go to damn salty bones. I can feel it in my bones. Mmm, Bisky, the quiet one. What do you got going on? What do you what do you got smoldering over there? Mm, well, you, you guys have talked me up a little bit from where I <laughs> I can sense you was my design. You, uh, you were troubled. No, because I do. You were sitting too far from us. I was oh, no, I was. I wasn't like I wasn't very low at any point. But I did think the style trumped the st- substance in a major way. That's like, fair. like it. You know, like I said, it's a bad roommate tale, kind of a slow <laughs> descent to madness <laughs> in terms of what's going on. Um, you know, and that you can read into symbolically what the light and the lighthouse means. That'll be the and, Japanese title, and, Bad Roommate. And b- Bad Roommate is what I had going on most of the time. <laughs> but but the all the details and all the visuals had me delighted. When it starts going crazy towards the last half, um, I'm still not 100% sold on Pattinson, but Defoe, God bless him if he doesn't get an Oscar. Oh, Has, he, does give he, it to Does him. he have his Oscar? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't He's think been he nominated does. for yeah. sure. Just give him one. Just give it, give it to him. Give it to him. But I will give it uh, three bones. Nice. Very nice, Bishki. Yeah. But uh, Lucas, what do you got going on? Yeah, when Zach and I were uh, walking out of the theater, there were a group of kids uh, behind us at the parking validation station. And that's what I love about the arc light is like everyone in the audience is a filmmaker. Like every oh, yeah. sing, every single one of us is like a writer, producer, director, ninety nine point nine cinematographer, editor. Like we're all in the business tangentially, whether it's university, you know, independent studio or avant garde level. 
So these kids behind me, they go, one of them says to his friends, you know what Howard Hawks says? Uh-oh. Howard Hawks says, a great film is three good scenes and no bad ones. Mm. And The Lighthouse has three good scenes and no bad ones. So it's a great film. Interesting. And then I think one of his friends was like, it's got a lot of great scenes. Um, and I agree. You know, I look, I, I'm biased. I'm a Robert Eggers fan. Like, I definitely like went in, went in, went into this wanting to love it, and it did not disappoint from the opening sound design. I mean, before we even see any images, sounds great. There's this droning like the arc light wasn't up to the challenge though. I would really like to see this in the Dolby theater. And it goes yeah. on like the entire movie, and there's just so many other layers the to ship it. That, that chopping through the water. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a musicality right to it. That's yeah, amazing. the sound design you should it should be nominated. Agreed, for, for brilliant Oscar, sound because yeah. it's just so intense and, and and suffocating, and and like the mermaid imagery with the the black and white four three frame somehow again just makes it more real like you know like i just you forget that you're watching a movie and it truly feels like a magical lantern you know cinema zoetrope experience so i give it three and a half bones i mean yeah defoe is the glue i mean the motherfucker was born to play a pirate or a sea shanty (laughs) captain I mean, god damn, like his beard had so much character in his eyes. It did, eyes. tops I mean, the Aquaman he performance. haunted, yeah, like he looked <laughs> like a haunted man. And Pattinson's, you know, mustache, smoking, smoldering, you know, counterpart to that, I thought complemented it very well. And, and it just was such a believable, authentic experience into the downward spiral of like just paranoia and like madness and having this psychotic break. But... But the good news is, like, yeah, Defoe kind of gets his comeuppance or justice on on his guy, even though it doesn't all work out in the end. Like, it's just, yeah, you got to see it. Lucas got nourished tonight, folks. Yeah, he sure did. Mm. He sure a did. Fresh, a fresh sea air. That should buy us ten more Gemini men. Blowing on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Brother Zach. I think, um, I think I can smell the, the salt in the air. I, I can hardly keep it within me gullet. <laughs> It's just spilling out of me. Um, I, you know, man, what more is there to say? Mm. You know, uh, Brother Lucas said it beautifully. And, you know, I would just add that there's something about the light in black and white film that is when it's shot this well, you just can't top it. It's magical. And... Um, everything else, of course, the sound design, the costumes, the performances, you know, is top notch. And but you really, I'm just hooked into this world that they constructed. And um, you know, I don't even know that it's saying anything that profound, uh, or that it's trying to. Uh, maybe I'll consider what some of the more of the themes are. But I must say, the world was constructed so fucking richly and and en- enchantingly i just absolutely loved it this is why i love this time of year mm. i love seeing singular visions that are executed immaculately and um they promised they set out to tell us a sea shanty horror story and he 100 percent delivers on it it's a, it's a four-bone movie. It's a four-bone movie. Because it accomplishes exactly what he set out. Could I say it could be a little shorter here there? Fine. But it doesn't matter because the film is so special. It so is. special. This film will be returned to 
many moons, many a fortnight, <laughs> will return to the story and will tell it to our younger lads. Yes. And it is a four-bone, masterful piece of cinema. <laughs> All right. Back well, to back, back four. to back, back fours to back from four brothers. Bones. I knew you were going with four. I knew it. Twas delightful. I knew it. And I was also delighted. I've been saying for years, they got to figure out how to reboot, remake, or sequel Splash. They got to figure it out. I've been saying it for long enough that I was saying, Lindsay Lohan, wave of the future. She needs to be the new Splash. You know, this ain't Splash, but it's it's close enough. And <laughs> it's given me everything that I probably wanted from Splash, which would be strange, strange interactions with mermaids. <laughs> this has got you covered. And... You know, Willem Dafoe, I'm going to be dreaming about him tonight. Like, I'm going to be smelling him. I am going to be hearing him. (laughs) And I just, I fell in love with his character instantly. It's like... His eyes. You know... His teeth. So good. Like, the prayer he would say every night to toast or whatever. I mean, he is the proper heir to Robert Shaw in Jaws. Like, right when he comes on the scene in Jaws, you love him. Like, mm. you just love him. You're like, this is an all-time character. So so it goes for the character of Tom with, with Willem Dafoe. Like, holy shit. No one else could have pulled that off. No one. I spent 13 Christmases at sea and one with me wife. She never forgave me. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing work. So for that, that alone gives you three bones. When Pattinson was shielding himself from the wiles of the of the sirens by masturbating, I hit four, four on the dot. Like it was four calcium dense, completely rich bones. And you know what they 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 shantied about and they they drank a little little too long for my taste. So I yeah, can't sure. go I can't go a full four. If if they had tightened it down to its essence. And it was maybe, you know, like a little bit shorter. I second that because I did feel a little fatigued I agree. By, by the end. I agree. It's just I did like, too. Oh my I God, think they're still drinking. When, when he finds out that they, they missed the relief and now their, their time on the island is just kind of Up in the air. indefinite, yeah. Yeah. that's where I lost a bit, of, a bit of my pacing mojo. Agreed. I, uh, I agree, but can I just, can I just say sure. that for me... For me, just purely personal, subjective, I don't need a movie to be completely without spot or flaw. Of course. To be forebone. Uh, absolutely. Right. No, this no, no. I, was I, I, I feel the same way. Just truly like it, you know. It is a, it is his masterpiece it, it's, because a, it's, it's uncompromising. It's I mean. so 100% memorable and like you're saying, an all-time memorable character. It For me, it's four bones. And I, I, hear you, like I, I hear you, Lodge Master. It could... It could uh, be a little tighter. I I felt the same, but um, for me, I can't deny it. It it, yes. it, it the siren call has me trapped uh, down into Davy Jones' no, locker. I'm no one no never one, coming up for error. No, <laughs> no one is tarnishing or attaching barnacles to your four bone declaration. I I just feel for me, if this were a little tighter, I'd want to see it again instantly. Mm. Like I just want to I want to go back when AMC gets this film, and I want to mm-hmm. go on discount night, mm-hmm. and I want to well, see what this. I want to see. Can the, you imagine people wandering into this not turn. knowing not knowing that it's black and white four three? Like oh, I know ArcLight knows it is, but imagine I want to see this yeah. lay waste to an AMC crowd. Yeah, yeah, because oh. it. it 
was well received at the ArcLight, I think, tonight. Some some size here and there, but but at, at an AMC discount night, I can't I can't imagine. People the aren't ready for this. <laughs> so as it is, I'm gonna say three and a half. I'm gonna say three and a half, and it's like it's like three and three quarters. It is close, folks. It's, it's close for sure. It's so close. Absolutely. And maybe if we do our long promised uh, bone adjustment episode, which I do feel like we should do down the line, maybe it'll go up, maybe it'll go down. We'll see which way the, the sea winds blow. But this is a phenomenal time at the movies, and this is prestige season at its best. Capital P. We have kicked it off. <laughs> For Pattinson. <laughs> Capital the large P. cast is running, racing down the chute. <laughs> Capital P for Pattinson. If if this movie is still in theaters, that would be ideal. Definitely ideal. Because you want to be held captive by this by this particular claustrophobic vision. So do we have anything else we're we're looking forward to coming down the pike of this prestige season? We got uncut gems, which we've been seeing seeing the trailer for a lot. We yeah. got a Scorsese picture. We got a big old Scorsese hunk of uh, of crime time prime. And we got <laughs> and we got some cats. And we got cats. We got cats like the lighthouse beacon on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh, there's so much to look forward to, guys. And if you haven't uh, been able to tell, we are testing out new microphones tonight because we're trying to we're trying to up the production value so you can hear every little morsel of our opinions. Every breath. We don't want you to lose out on any of these uh, brilliant little funny moments that uh, that all these boys have cooked up for you. Give us so. your feedback. <laughs> yeah, give us your feedback. Let us know if it's too clear. You don't want you don't want us this clearly in your ears. It's too uncomfortable for you. At which point we're just going to lean in and get even sexier with it. So, love and lighthouse, y'all. Love, love and, and lighthouse. I want to marry a lighthouse keeper and keep him company. I want to marry a lighthouse keeper and live by the side of the sea. I'll polish his lamp by the light of day so chicks at night can find their way. I want to marry a lighthouse keeper, won't that be okay? We'll take walks along the moonlit bay, maybe find a treasure too. I love living in a lighthouse. How about you? Dream of living in a lighthouse, baby, every single day. A dream of living in a lighthouse, so I one by the bay. So if you wanna make my dreams come true, be a lighthouse keeper, do. We could live in a lighthouse, so I one by the bay. Won't that be okay? Maritime coming out your ears. 